Hi everyone, I am Nicole. Hello, hello, I am Earl. We're the Poisers, and this is the Mix Up, episode uh, six. Yeah, damn. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, reaching you on March 13, 2021. Yes. Um, we've got a big one this episode, a big topic this episode. Um, voter suppression, or what are the Republicans calling it? Um, the, Maintaining voter integrity. Oh, there like we that. go. Um, yeah, the, voter integrity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we all know what it really is voter suppression but before we get into that topic um i just wanted to um honor and point out what today is it is the one year i hate saying anniversary because you celebrate anniversaries and this isn't a celebratory thing but one year ago today brianna taylor lost her life was murdered um, in Kentucky and one I, it sometimes hits me like my god it's been a year mm. and in other times I'm like it's only been a year like yeah. I feel like it's just you know with COVID and everything else just everything's compounded and feels so different when mm. we get to these points um, so I wanted to bring that up and additionally that um, Derek Chauvin's uh, trial. Well, the jury selection has started for his trial. Um, so there's some big, big stuff going on. Yeah, I think it. it the the time feels a little warped. Yeah. Um, mainly because there's been so much in terms of racial reckonings and things that have to do with race um, and prejudice in this country from a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. So it just seems like it's all compounded on one another that it doesn't cease to stop and it just goes on and on and on. And so we just feel like we're in some type of time machine where we're going back in time to the same types of instances and not necessarily the same but they're similar right and so they all tie into the same thing so that's why it feels like time is kind of being you know truncated because we had Ahmaud Arbery Mm -hmm. last month you know we have Brianna Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just and then uh, we're gonna have George Floyd it's Mm -hmm. just yeah like to your point it definitely it's the same story it's the same it's a similar narrative Mm -hmm. right repeatedly and so we get to these points but you can't help yourself in thinking about all the others before and then everyone unfortunately that has like the ones that have happened in between that basically the 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 fault line is all race yeah that's what we're talking whether we're talking about police murders, police brutality, photo suppression. It's all um, this it, degradation of black women. Like we women. consistently say it leads back to and the same thing. Yes, all basically coming from the same root and mm-hmm. so it just branches out into different entities and 
different scenarios and circumstance, but it all, when you go back in time, when you kind of look at the root of everything, it all goes back to race. As much yeah. as people try to deny that, it yeah. there's no escape from it. And, um, you know, people still haven't quite come to terms with that. And so that's why we keep going back mm-hmm. and back and back. Yes. Because of the fact that people want to get up in arms and have clutch my pearls moments and act like these things aren't occurring. Um, so here we are once yep. again, you know. And I know I'm sure we will cover the Chauvin trial as it progresses at some point. Um, and I wish Brianna's family was able to have some sort of justice. And mm. unfortunately, we... Perhaps like what they're doing with George Floyd in, in as far as... Um, the, the settlement. The settlement that they got, which was over, what, 20... 27 million. Yeah, something like this. Some, some crazy amount. Yeah. You know, maybe the deterrent is, if nothing else, money. Taking mm-hmm. money out of their pockets. Um, and we wish that Breonna Taylor's family could uh, benefit from that um, as much as they would love their daughter back. Um, mm-hmm. The quote-unquote... Uh, I mean, that settlement was 12 right, million, right? Right, right. Like... Just the disparities. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I feel like that's probably the only thing that you know that could deter these systems from you know not holding these cops accountable for Mm -hmm. the egregious acts that they. Well, and I, I don't, you know, I know we wanted to just touch on it and go into voter suppression, but I, I would just like to say, you know these settlements when these things happen and families sue the the county or the city or wherever this occurred right this is for families this is really their only way to have some sort of acknowledgement of wrongdoing Mm -hmm. right because as we've seen in previous cases either the people involved are not actually brought to justice there is no trial there is no charge whatever or there's an acquittal right we've seen those over time and the only way that a family gets any piece of an acknowledgement Mm -hmm. is through these suits unfortunately and i think that that needs to be understood because I don't think a lot of people understand that they say oh you just want money or oh like you're just getting all this money mm-hmm. you're putting a, a price tag on someone's life like no they'd rather have their loved one mm-hmm. alive yeah um, well actually the system's not putting any value on exactly. it. their their loved one's lives and that's why they're in a situation now so yes. you know but, but yeah. yes so you know thinking about <laughs> Brianna today and every day yes. and all those blessings that, and condolences yeah. to her family mm-hmm. and yeah and to everyone out in the streets every, today every, yeah. who are mm-hmm. trying to honor her be safe life. out there yes um so yeah voter suppression mm-hmm. um the stat that I saw is that at least 250 250 new laws have been proposed in 43 states mm-hmm to limit mail, early in person, and election day voting. Mm. We can let that sink in for a minute. Mm-hmm. 250 new laws proposed in 43 states. 
Now, they're not all GOP states, obviously, because it's 43 states, but they're not as likely to pass in a Democratic state as they are in a GOP-led state. Right. Um, the ones, I feel like the ones that have been really under a microscope are the ones in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, for... I think the most obvious reason is because of the runoff election and the victories that Ossoff and Warnock had within the state. So I think mm-hmm. that that's, to me, that's why I think that everyone's paying attention to Georgia because mm-hmm. that swung things and and took away majority leader title from Mitch McConnell. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you wanted to um yeah i mean uh, i it you know with with everything that the republics have done up until this point it doesn't really shock me so much it's not really a shock to the system but they're actually trying to put a shock to the system themselves um and it just is baffling or it's just kind of funny but not in a haha way how like you know, they want to ignore a obvious insurrection um, and a violation of our democratic systems and what we uphold to the highest mountain and pinnacle uh, throughout our history, you know. But January 6th, when they look at that, they want to just have like cognitive dissonance and say that. You know, these people were patriots and, you know, what they have done was for the good of the country, you know, for the most part. Like, they won't outright say it, but their actions and their words, you can just kind of pluck out from that what they mean and where they're they're trying to to, uh, sell to the people. They're still trying to tout the... um the whole election was rigged narrative, right? And some of these um, limitations to mail-in and early in-person voting are in places that it ran smoothly and there was no problem. And now again, right, as we've been reminded time and time again, there is, there was no widespread voter fraud even in the states where um, there were suits brought about that it's not a thing mm-hmm. um but this is sort of the this is this is the guise under which these laws and bills are trying to be passed mm-hmm. the as you said the election integrity so uh, i like you i am not shocked mm-hmm. I think it's just I, it always it, it just always gets me when when lawmakers and politicians want to say that they're for you and they want to help you and they want to do things for you and then they just go and do things either that are for a specific that, section when they of say people, you that's they, cold word for white people. White people. Like yeah. we when they say working class that's cold 
word for white people. When because, they say soccer moms, that's cold word for yes. white people. When they say middle America, that's cold word for yeah. white people. The They're only talking yeah. about one specific demographic in America. Because that is where... It's always been that way. And, and, and the thing is, with some of these that we've looked into, folks in rural areas would also be affected. Mm. White people in rural areas would also be affected. It would be a lot of collateral damage. Right. So, but, you know, uh, no, uh, right. They're, they're weighing, they're like, uh, you know, the, what's the benefits over the... They, they want the electorate. They like, want, I, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think we can afford that. You know, it's going to be a few people that we're going to have to leave on the wayside that normally would be on our side. But if we look at the numbers, more of those people could probably get us over the top if we continue with these insidious yes. laws and trying to propose all these crazy kind of stuff that would more than likely affect people of color. So, right. because let's see. in 2020, if we I had... do my calculations correctly, you know, it's like a formula. So they'd be like, all right, I think it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, in 2020, we had <laughs> record voter turnout, mm-hmm. like numbers that have never been seen before across the country. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I mean, due to COVID, there were a lot of nuance because there there were more people voting by mail than likely would have. Mm. And and in turn, more people probably voting than would have because they were able to vote by mail, Mm. which leads into the whole Mm. trying to make it harder for people to to do that. Um, And because for the GOP it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to is it right it seems like it's like the sour grapes mm-hmm. well we didn't win so now we're just going to restrict you from from performing your civic duty as a citizen we did not win by the methods in which we were proponents for yeah. years back until Trump came along and right. purported voter fraud yes. and stealing the votes and yes. all that type of stuff because that's the ironic part right like mm-hmm. all the stuff that you know they are magically against now like absentee voting and yep. uh, early the early, early voting, voting cutting and, off the, and the, the ballots days and all and that type of stuff making the... any ballots available like mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're against and they don't have any evidence in which you can present to a reasonable per- reasonable person to say oh yeah i see why you would implement this or i see why you would take this away right um because it's basically a a a fantasy in their head or something that they want to create to make an excuse to pull away uh the democratic process for a group of people and you know what just baffles my mind is the fact that it just seems like Every time in American history, I don't care how many years, 10, 20 years difference, but at some point when it seems like people of color, marginalized people are making some kind of push towards the participation in democracy, which was promised by the Constitution and other politicians that when they seem like finally they're going to be participating and and upholding these democratic ideals in which we just always tout every few years all of a sudden there's like a backlash against that and there's all these barriers that are put up uh so those people won't be able to uh perform 
or participate within that the system yeah. that you think would be made for everyone that we have fought so valiantly for yeah. and which people have shed blood for and you know people some people in the society have never had to <laughs> fight for no. that right to vote and we've ha- always had to fight and we're still fighting up until this moment in 2021 to do so yeah and you know and i mean hold on, let me just finish yeah. this point and it just feels like over and over again that it feels like a, um you know there's this there's a scene in this movie i've seen jim carrey eternal uh sunshine of the spotless s- mind spotless mind yes. or something like that <laughs> where he's like going around the block and he just ends up in the same spot and he goes around again he ends up in the same spot it feels like that for black people like a hamster wheel essentially it just feels like that for black people but the only difference is you think you're going somewhere right and you're going around the corner and you change the location but when you come back you see you was at the same spot the background may change a little bit you know the sky may change the time of day may change but it's all essentially the same thing that you're Mm -hmm. stuck in that same position and you feel like you got to keep going through this over and over again it just feels like now we have to be prepared to go through a third reconstruction you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because the first reconstruction was in the 1800s. The second one was after the Civil Rights and the Voting Rights Act, 1964 and, and 1965, 64 and 65. Right. Voting right was 64, Civil Rights 65. Um, or the other way around. The other way. It was the other Voting way Voting rights was 65. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and now it's like, you know, now we're got to prepare ourselves and be in a gauntlet, prepare for a gauntlet of being able to attain and get those rights and hold on to those rights right. over over and over again it's just like ridiculous well, it's just and, crazy you know, when women were fighting <laughs> for the right to vote you know i think it's important to talk about that too because it there was there was the there were the suffragists and and the movement for women to be able to vote because of the time right only men only white men were able to vote but the distinction there is that there were black women in that fight too but then they got pushed aside yep so you know yes women were given the right to vote Mm -hmm. we have that amendment however it was one of those it was one of those moments of like wait no like if we want the right to vote then we're gonna have to give like black men the right to vote Mm -hmm. and black women the right to vote Mm -hmm. I don't know if we really want to do that. And so, like, black men and women kind of got cut off Mm -hmm. from that benefit in that moment. I think it's important for people to realize that if they didn't already, that actually happened. That was a thing. Um, But, yes. I mean, during the suffragist movement, you had black women that had to stay at the back of the line during certain marches that were fighting for a disenfranchised, marginalized group. And it's just it's just crazy how that works. Like even at that moment, that you know, when when you cut down or, or you take a category of woman, and you know, you get into the weeds and you talk about white woman or Native about American woman and, and all that type of stuff, it's yeah. like wow, there still was prejudice and discrimination within yeah. that while you're trying to fight against a, another part of society that was yes. holding you down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but you did bring up the Voting Rights Act. 
which I think is also important to discuss because last weekend um, was the anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, again, hazing anniversary for these things, but whatever. Um, and for those that are, might be unaware of what Bloody Sunday is, um, the, the march over the Edmund Pettus Bridge um, that John Lewis was a part of mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. was a part of um, even though, but he wasn't on that bridge well just, but but it was the march to right yeah um, the overall the movement movement thank you um, which you know that was all to get the voting rights um Voting Rights Act <laughs> mm-hmm. to be considered and passed, mm-hmm. um, which it was in 1965. And it wasn't immediate after that. There was, there was. Yeah, there still was some. I, 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 I you know, if I re- recollect correctly, I believe that uh, that uh, Kennedy um, was Kennedy. No. Lyndon Johnson, I believe, um, at this time, I don't know. See, I, I, I got, I gotta, I gotta study my history. Well, bloody, bloody Sunday was because um, I in know March, Mar- March seventh, nineteen sixty-five. Right. Um. So that was when that. So the Civil Rights Act in sixty-four was like months before that right and this was the push to try to get the voting rights act right right done and mm-hmm. passed mm-hmm. um but yeah go ahead no because i know prior to this um yes so martin luther king met with lyndon johnson right two days before that before. to discuss the yes, legislation yes. i think this might have pushed him over the edge because it was televised it was telecast to several people and people saw the visualization of black people getting trampled and brutalized just um, in asking for their rightful place crossing in over a bridge process. named after a KKK member right. well he was the dra- he was, he was a, a dra- dragon, grand dragon grand dragon yeah um, so I think after this people actually saw it just like uh, you know, I believe what helped with the civil rights um, push was when you saw on television the young children who were getting hosed down yes. by Bo Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of put everything in a visual sh- shock to the system for everybody who would have deniability as far as like what was going on down south and all yep. the brutality and the egregious acts against people of color down there so and there that, was no escape from it and seeing it is is part of what changed a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. on that because you were able to see it with your own eyes and be like uh mm-hmm. yeah this should there's not. no running away from yeah it. you can't you couldn't ignore there's it there's no you know because now you're, you're you're put in a position where it's like okay you really don't have plausible deniability you yeah. can't say that i don't understand i didn't see i didn't comprehend like it's right there boom right in front of your eyes and there's no escape from it and of course i think that was the 
that was the purpose of that. Yes. Um, to, to, to open up America's eyes. To shed eyes light on, yeah. And say this is what's happening. So and we Johnson, President Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act into law on August 6th, 1965. Yeah. So I, I would say so, that this was a catalyst. For yes. <laughs> so just kind of, that's really brushing it over, but, but it's significant in the discussion about voter suppression mm-hmm. and kind of where we are in this moment. I know there's H.R. 1, mm-hmm. um, President Biden signed an executive order recently um, that we can touch on in regards to everything going on in the rest of the country. Mm. So, I mean, there's a lot. I don't know where you want to start with that, but... mm. Um. (laughs) There's just so much. Well... I feel like this is more than one episode. All right, hold on. Let's just just, just go back a little, because I think we should just kind of touch on or explain more on parts of what the Republicans are trying to do as yeah. far as suppressing the vote. Mm-hmm. So, in Arizona, for instance, they're trying to nullify ballots cast outside of voters' precincts um, even if they are in the right uh, county or state. Um, also, criminalizing voter harvesting or collection um, by making like it the drop a boxes? Yeah, yeah right by making it a federal crime to help collect absentee ballots and dropping them off with election officials even if not fraudulent um, and of course this has a disproportionate mm-hmm. in, uh, impact on people of color yep. um, and like I said before these Republicans will put it under the auspices of saying that it's to prevent voter fraud and preserve voter integrity which ironically <laughs> not there's no integrity <laughs> yeah, in what no they're trying integrity. to do <laughs> yeah. oh um, goodness gracious and so these these moves right here kind of take away a lifeline to many members of the community mm-hmm. and um you know it, it's it's just it's also a historical tendency to um constantly shift around their precincts that are predominantly minority residents um so how convenient is that um, and so it just seems like they're just trying to throw things up against the wall and see what will stick. Cause a lot of, like yeah. we said before, there are some Democrat run states, but they're just like, Hey, let's do this anyway. Um, just yeah. be reckless and, you know, maybe by some miracle it will pass. So, you know, it's not so much whether or not they believe it's going to. Mm-hmm come into existence but the fact that they're putting their time and effort to try to make this a thing to make this possible to put this into existence is what is really what really riles me up and just uh, has me shaking my head but um, this is who they are because they're also trying to to stop the automatic voter registration right mm -hmm. Um, forcing like IDs or notarized um, applicant or something. I saw something about no, ha- having to have something notarized mm-hmm. in order to prove that you can vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it kind of like runs it runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. Limiting um, early voting hours and or days that you can go and early vote, mm-hmm. which is a big one because there was the block in Georgia 
on for Sundays specifically, which souls, souls to, the, to polls. the polls, right? Which is a thing where after church services, there's a mobilization to go vote. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is together, and they it is a, it is a thing to say, okay, like we're done with church for the morning. Now we're gonna all go mm-hmm. march and vote together, and and that is. Um, I know I saw something that Justice Kagan had said regarding that specifically. She said, if a state has long had two weeks of early voting and then the state decides that it is going to get rid of Sunday voting on those two weeks, leave everything else in place, and black voters vote on, uh, on Sunday ten times more than white voters, is that system equally open? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do the math. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of I liken it to the loopholes in which they, you know, tried to use uh, back in the day um, when the Constitution had uh, had the implementation of. Um, the right to vote in the 15th Amendment mm-hmm. um, and 14th Amendment, of course, granted citizenship to all <laughs> Americans uh, naturalized and born in this country. And what the states in the, in the in, in down south, what they did was they tried to, they said, okay, so, of course, you have the right to vote and all that type of stuff, and that's a federal law. There's really not much we can do about that, except... <laughs> How about we create some loopholes? How about we create something that we know directly ties to black people um, that's exclusive to them? So we're going to have these grandfather clauses. We're going to have these literate, literacy tests. We're going to have poll taxes. We're going to ask crazy questions like, you know, how many marbles do I have in this jar? And you have to count it and or you have to know what the exact number is. Um, and of course, you know, for instance, with the grandfather clause, they were saying that if your grandfather had voted, then you can vote. But many black people were just, their ancestors were enslaved Slaves. people. So, yeah. of course, enslaved people could not vote. And they knew this. So, this is the loophole. These are the crazy things that they would come up with. They would conjure up in order to not allow black people to vote not to exercise the democratic rights um that were granted by the constitution and right now what they're doing is they're essentially doing the same thing and so now yeah. they can have plausible deniability like yeah. well it's not racist yeah. because we're just saying this and we're just saying that we didn't explicitly say it's language. black people yeah. mm-hmm. and things of that nature that's of course racism works in many ways you're not gonna outright just like it was a famous quote uh, Lee Atwater he said uh, um, he said well now of course now you I could say this word so I'm not I would never now you could say you could say nigga nigga you can't say nigga 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 but if you say things like states rights Uh and you know we're 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 doing it for the economy and things of that nature just use all these coded type of stuff or welfare state and all this type of things that they believe that would apply to black people 
then you can skirt around certain things and get your way and suppress black people in the process. Yeah. And so that's what they're doing right now. Right. Um, that yes. if they know that certain things are applicable to black people, um, that by some means that they will be able to suppress their vote and keep them marginalized and disenfranchised. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it just seems like, it just seems like a, a familiar backlash, um, to the awakenings and progressions of typically marginalized people for the most part have upheld the purported tenets of equality and a democratic bedrock that is supposed to set us apart from the rest of the world. So instead of the righteous endeavors of a concerted effort to reach out to those who you may have missed in past campaigns and or elections, what Republicans decide to do is, you know, their approach would be to throw up barriers of a bygone era with a modern day contemporary twist to it. One that allows the proprieties proprietor some plausible deniability, as I said before. Um, and so, you know, it just seems like over and over again, we just keep coming back to, uh, stage one. Um, we go forward and we constantly get pushed back. Um, so. And also, right. We, we've talked about over and over, um, formerly incarcerated people, right. Felons, ability the ability to have the right to vote right like that's that's also part of this um because there are some states that were working towards having that that um of course the republicans don't want that to happen (laughs) so there's that piece too right Mm -hmm. you know I know that that is something that a lot of um, criminal justice reform advocates have really tried and to focus on in in giving those rights to formerly incarcerated people uh-huh. to to no success. Yeah. Um. But it, yeah. And, you know, it's Who just, are, of course, disproportionately right. of course, black. Yes. So, right, again, right. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. coming back every time. Yeah, yeah, basically, Shit, you know. This is where we are. You know, it's like, if I if I use, like, an example, like, I say, oh, we're not discriminated against women, but we don't want people who have more estrogen in their system um, and may have breasts or they have bigger hips to not you know like it sounds ridiculous but it's like that's yeah to participate right. but we didn't say what we didn't say specifically don't know what you're talking about right you know and then when you point out that you're being prejudiced you're being racist you're being sexist it's oh you're being that way for saying that I'm that way mm-hmm. you know which is of course the gaslighting that they constantly um utilize in order to 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 use as a weapon they Mm -hmm. weaponize that um so you know it's something where i feel it's important that we understand what's what's going on yeah in order to not have the wool put over our eyes Mm -hmm. because that's what they want 
And that's what they would hope that people are not informed and knowledgeable about the laws and history. Well, and yeah, because and if you are ignorant, then they will be able it's to not, slide you're these not things looking, right. and enact these laws and bills and what have you that disproportionately the, affect. You know, the difference now, like I've said on other things, is that people are paying attention to this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people are looking at this. This is a story. This is being reported on. There are articles written there's been um you know news reports on it it's being covered it's being looked at i mean you have to take the time to really research everything especially depending on where you live right because obviously that's going to vary but um i did want to say that i I mentioned the executive order Uh um from president biden so here's what (laughs) Here's some details on it. It directs federal agencies to submit plans within 200 days that outline steps to expand voter registration and distribute election information to voters. It directs the U.S. uh, Chief Information Officer to modernize federal websites and digital services that provide such details, Mm -hmm. trying to make it easier for people to get information. Because for those of us who try to look up information on candidates or try to find out when there's a primary or when election is for something local, it can be hard to find if you don't know where to look for it. And that's another piece to it as well, right? Is that if you're someone who doesn't have access to Wi-Fi and internet, you're not going to get that information Mm. so easily. Mm. Yeah. This is true. Um... Everything connects. Yes. Um, ain't no getting around that. But, you know, it's just crazy how, like, you know, it's easier to find. They're probably going to make it easier to find, like, places where you can get alcohol and um, <laughs> and all kinds of other things that we probably shouldn't be getting our hands on than mm-hmm. it is to, to find a ballot box to... Mm-hmm. To participate in the democratic process, you know, and the thing that always strikes me, and the thing I've I've had this thought for a while, is just every state is different and has its own policies and has its own way of voting and early voting. There is no, it is not uniform. The mm. entire country does not just go and vote the same way, right? It's just, mm. it's some have touch screens Uh we fill in like a scantron and put it into a machine others still have old school um you know machines like it there is no uniform system of voting in this country which i mean there should be but and this is what we talked a little bit about before we started recording was we always like to give the mix-up portion of of the topic that we're talking about but i didn't we didn't really know kind of where that was going um but you brought up something and and this just goes to kind of what we saw this past election cycle with companies giving their employees election day off to either go be able to go vote without any sort of impediment to do so and or to volunteer to work at a polling site considering that we were in the middle of a pandemic and 
majority of folks who work the polling sites are older and more vulnerable. Um, but that's something that we've never seen. Sorry, our <laughs> Nico woke up from his nap while we were filming this. So if you hear a little voice, that's him. Um, but it, I, I've never seen that push before to allow people the time to do those things than we had for 2020. Um, but with that, right, there are impediments to voting depending on what type of job you have or what neighborhood you live in and, and how accessible it is for you to get somewhere or if your employer only gives you three hours to go vote but the line is three hours long then what do you do so you were going to share that you have <laughs> you were going to share that you your experiences you know more you have more people in your life who have had these struggles in order to go vote than I have. Yeah. I mean, you know, something that we, you know, people I know uh, or know in my life couldn't take for, take for granted the ability to vote, you know, just because you want, you had the desire, just because you had the desire to vote didn't mean that you had the opportunity to do that thing that we're talking about now. Um, so, you know, I, I, of course, lived in a predominantly African-American, West Indian, uh, Latino neighborhood growing up. Um, and not everybody had the opportunity to take advantage of, you know, their democratic right to vote, as we have stated before, because of jobs that they held down, of responsibilities, um, they, them being essential occupations yeah um, and so the hourly employees right so like the socioeconomic backgrounds uh, upbringing that they had didn't allow them to to, to uh, participate in that um, and I just feel like right now it's time to make voting a holiday <laughs> to make election day a holiday like we have holidays for we have flag day we have Memorial Day, we have Labor Day, we have President's Day, we have all these days, and you know it's great, it's lovely. I love holidays. Trust me, because that <laughs> gives me time off for of work. So I think that you know what makes America America is we always talk about our democracy. So mm -hmm. the bedrock of that democracy is voting. Yep. So why don't we facilitate making voting? Why don't we facilitate us participating in this great thing that we call democracy that is supposed to separate us from the rest of the world that's supposed to make us exceptional um and the only thing that's really making us exceptional now is this voter suppression and this constant uh, uh, uh subjugation of a particular part of our society um and it just seems like it's a misnomer now piggybacking off of what you were saying with mm -hmm. the divergence in the states mm -hmm. to say United States of America because there's nothing we uniting do, yeah, in what no, we're we do doing so much to not be that right and then say we are so <laughs> it's 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 quite the 
fallacy, um, for lack of a better word, in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think that if we are going to constantly talk about how great we are in our democracy and the participation yeah. in it, we need to... I'm putting democracy in air quotes. Yeah, though. we need to uphold yeah, what we say we are about and what we have been about. Um, and the way it's going right now, the uh, the writing on the wall is saying something totally different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, it's up to us. It's up to the next generation and generation after that. Hopefully the woke ones um, will... Do, so, do 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 that much because we can't count on these politicians um, who are okay. Hold on, <laughs> who are who are still on the um, coattails of one Agent Orange because <laughs> none of this would have happened without him. And so here we are spreading spreading falsehoods right. and lies. Right. And I just, before we sign off, um, I did want to touch on HR1. Sure. Um, so I, I'm going to read a little bit about HR1. The It's the For the People Act. Yes. Um, which passed in the House overwhelmingly along party lines. Surprise, surprise. Um, so HR1 requires states to enact online automatic and same-day voter registration and to give voting rights to the formerly incarcerated and softens voter ID laws by allowing voters to sign sworn affidavits instead of showing an ID, which it's already a federal crime to lie about your identity while casting a ballot. So, yeah. Um, It also requires all states to hold 15 days of early voting as well as no-excuse mail voting, which um, there are states, including New York, that you have to have an excuse in order to get um, to vote by mail. So that that's where that comes in. Uh, while offering online ballot tracking, prepaid postage, and the option for voters to return their ballots at drop boxes. Um, and I just thought it was funny as I was looking at stuff that um, Mike Lee... Senator Mike Lee from Utah. <laughs> oh Lord, he um, he clearly does not like HR one, and he this is this is <laughs> I don't know if I can say this without laughing. He said that he disagrees with quote every single word in HR one, including the words but and and the. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> And he, he did he also argued that Congress is attempting to undermine state control over elections, quote, in an effort to ensure an institutional, revolutionary, democratic party of sorts, mm. one that can remain in power for many decades to come. Mm. But I would just like to argue that that's kind of what you're trying to do on your side by removing the rights of people to actually cast their votes. So pot and kettle yeah yeah <laughs> you know but of course they would um rather give credence to yes those people who feel like their votes were counted he, and who feel like they were left out of the system he also really. quote 
It's not a thing. This is also a quote. This takes all sorts of decisions that the federal government really has no business making. Takes them away from the states. Makes them right here in Washington, D.C. by Congress. So there you go. States. States rights. Yep. There's those magic words once again. (laughs) Heard that before. 19th century. I think it caused... Famous or infamous <laughs> mm, fight between two parts what of the country. That? What was that? What was that called? I don't. Did I learn uh, about that in school? And then they said, you know, and then they said it was afterwards. They tried to run the whole gamut of oh, lost cause. It was oh, the lost yeah. cause, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which ironically enough is what they're doing now yeah. in saying that the people who stormed the Capitol. I think they would say the same thing, that it was a lost cause. (laughs) Funny how that works, huh? Mm. You see? You see how things are starting to tie? You see how they come together? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that emoji, the thinking emoji Mm -hmm. with like the the hand on the chin. Lost cause, that they were Mm. patriots. Mm. Once again, another code word for patriots. (laughs) I'm just saying. That third yeah. eye is open, baby. Mm. Can't get it past on me, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that was. So I mean, there's there's so much more, and I'm sure we will come back to this as this develops and more comes out. Um, I, I know we will. Mm. We will for sure talk about this again. Is it's not going away? Yeah, this can't stop. It will not stop. go away. There are midterms mm. in 2022. This mm-hmm. this will be a thing. Yes, so we always. will for sure have more on this as it happens. But uh, we want to thank you all for joining us, listening to us. And, you too, Nico. Thanks and for Nico. Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. And so now we will go back to being parents of a toddler. And we will see you next time. I am Nicole. I am Earl. We're the Poisers. And this is the Mix Up. Mix Up. Thanks for joining us. Be safe out there, people. Mix Up. Mix Up. Say peace.